What's Swinging Nation? Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Fred Moore. I am your host. Thank you for tuning in to another one. Today's episode is with Kyle Langan. Uh, he's at Real K Langan on Instagram. And uh, Kyle is a steel mace flow coach. He's actually done workshops with Leo Savage before. Um, and he has a business called the Human Bamboo Project. We're going to get into, uh, he's going to talk about all that, and he's going to talk about what he does It's uh, as a fitness coach and a mindset coach. Uh, he offers a very, very interesting perspective and take on fitness through the mind and everything. And I do believe that this interview is the perfect way for you if you're looking for somebody to uh to coach you um you could do it online with him and this is the perfect way for you to get to know kyle and what he's about i asked some good questions that i think uh, that i hope were challenging to him um and he you know he handled the questions very well um it goes to show he knows his shit he knows what he's talking about and um, I, I actually learned something about things just from talking to him in this podcast. So that's a win-win for me. You know, I got, I got some uh, good information that I could use in my own life. Before we get to the podcast, got to give a shout out to our sponsors. We have three of them and they are awesome people behind these products. The first one is Graziella Coffee Company. Tony Ponti is the uh, co uh, is the founder of Graziella Coffee Company. He's offering a discount code Mace Nation fifteen. Mace Nation fifteen. You get fifteen percent off a bag of coffee. If you're uh, interested in the man behind the coffee, you could check out Tony's podcast with me. He came down to the studio. Uh, I don't know, six months ago, something like that. And we sat down and we had a great conversation. And uh, you guys should definitely watch that podcast. Even, uh, you know, if you like this particular episode with Kyle, you'll like, you'll like the one with Tony because, and again, we're tapping into the mind and its potential. Um, but, yeah, great coffee. Uh, I drink it myself. It's delicious. So uh, use that discount code and pick up a bag. And uh, another – Awesome sponsor is addictsclub.com. Uh, Addicts Maces and Clubs out of Florida. Don is the owner. Uh, great guy. I talk to him all the time on the phone. We sometimes we spend a long time on the phone talking about like everything. We're always like, man, this should be a podcast, and we never record it. Um, I just consider it a lost opportunity. But um, I learned so much from him too, and. You know, he's a great guy. So uh, if you want to use the discount code SMN2020, you get yourself a nice discount on clubs and maces, and they're all adjustable, and these things are solid, man. I, when you pick these things up, you want to work out. You never say, hey, I need some motivation. These things are like instant motivation. So check them out. And um, use that discount code and pick yourself up something nice. And then uh, got to give a shout out to OngoEnergy.com. Ongo Energy is a spray. It's a bottle about yay big. And when I say yay big, for anybody listening that's not looking at the video, it's literally about three and a half inches long, the bottle. It could fit in your pocket, in your gym bag. And it's instant energy coming from caffeine. If you drink coffee, if you drink pre-workouts before workout, and you're looking for something a little different that's not going to fill you, bloat you, make you have to pee, make your breath stink, whatever, this is the stuff for you. I use it all the time. In fact, I got to say, the other day I was having a rough one at work. I drank a cup of coffee. It just wasn't doing it for me. So I did three sprays, got an additional 75 milligrams. I don't, I don't condone that must say that's irresponsible but you know what there's even more caffeine in those pre-workouts in fact it's too much i can't drink those things they get me too too ratcheted up and i actually feel anxious and like 
a little like I get frustrated easy and, and I'm just too like, like uh, anxious from it. I, I don't know, but I don't get the jitters or anything from Ongo. So use the disc- discount code SteelMace25. SteelMace25. And you get 25% off. And again, you'll be supporting um, individuals. Oh, the man behind Ongo is AJ. And AJ is a great guy that actually lives in New Jersey. And um, he is a uh, Olympian. He played ping pong in the Olympics. And it's very interesting talking to him. I got to get him on the show one day and, and hear about that. Um, so, yeah, check out those products, support those people, and in turn help support this podcast. Um, and another way to support, if you don't want to buy anything, is just click the subscribe button. If you don't have a YouTube account, it takes a couple minutes to set one up. Get your YouTube account, click subscribe. Uh, you, this podcast is always, we're doing new shows all the time. Plus, um, on the same Steel Mace Nation YouTube channel, we're going to be adding workout videos and stuff and um you'll definitely get something out of it so click the subscribe button and support and go and check out steelmacenation.com because over there you and me we could work out together that's right you could download uh workouts and i'll work out with you for the next 20 25 30 minutes if you're not into that, there are actually uh, a couple other things that you could jump on, like the 21-day Steel Mace Challenge. That's you know a comprehensive workout program that I put together. Uh, it's designed to use it 21 days consecutively. There are built-in rest days, but I always tell people you don't have to do that. You, you could obviously take a day off if you need to or whatever, but it just gives you a, a great guide and a challenge you know it's a three-week challenge and um you'll have fun with that and then the other thing is uh there's a certification guys uh i put together certification a while ago and i had to fine tune it i had to put some people through it i i like what i have there so um i put it out and you can grab that too so check out steelmatesnation.com and enjoy let's get to the podcast guys i appreciate you listening and thank you very much take care Kyle, man, good to have you. Good to meet you finally. Um, yeah, you've been absolutely. in my Instagram uh, for a while. We've been talking and chatting on that one. Uh, what is what is our uh, our little group called? The Steel East Coast Steel Mace Group. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah, SMF Crew Steel Mace East Coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so um, good to finally talk to you in person. This is always better. And. Um, I really want to get to know you a little bit, as I'm sure the audience does too. So, um, what's happening, yeah. and how's North Carolina? Yeah, for, first thing to to know about me, I uh, presume for your followers, is I am a native of a native of New Jersey. Yes. Lived there for uh, 25 years. Born and raised in uh, Bergen County. Went to uh, Paramus Catholic High School, which has some some roads paved. Uh, named after Mr. James Gandolfini. James Gandolfini Sr. was still working in the lunchroom, uh, Primus Catholic High School, when I was a freshman, serving. Oh, no kidding. Absolutely. Swear to God. Catholic High School, you had you had Tony Soprano in the principal's office, big picture of him behind the principal. <laughs> you had his dad was working there. And on the bus ride to school, you drove past the Bada Bing Club every day. So you can't get much more Jersey than that. Uh, no, that's it, man. Yeah, that, that's uh, how you get it injected right into the bloodstream from day one. That's going to be um, with you forever. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, that, that's me. And um, when when did you pick up Steel Mace? Because Steel Mace is how we're connected. I, I've been doing it since 2018, started going to workshops in, and getting the course content online that year as well. So, in my mind, 2018 is kind of like, you know, bc and ad that's kind of like yes. when it was born uh so you know yeah. i'd love to know if there was anybody besides leo doing it before that i'd love to know yeah dude it, it's the same thing with me it was beginning of 2019 and within what uh, i was within a few months i'm doing the podcast like when you say bc and and 
and you know, like before and after, right? It is so true. Like it, yeah. it, the way it came on, it came on like a storm. Like I've like anything in the like I've been doing weightlifting since I was a kid and everything. Nothing happened this fast. No way. Like I didn't like start squatting, and next thing I know, I'm out doing interviews and shit like that. It's just insane, man. So um, I knew I was on a special journey right away, and that's why I wanted to start this podcast. And that's what I why I love talking to people because there is something special about the steel mace there's a unique thing and when you hear everybody's story you hear these similar things over and over yeah i just picked it up i thought it was this goofy thing i saw on instagram i tried it out and next thing i know i'm teaching it (laughs) it's like right you know how does this happen so yeah so 2018 for you and uh you just dove in like just about everybody else huh Yes, dove in uh, pretty hard, man. I, I, I studied the videos on YouTube. I studied them on Instagram and, and really picked up the flows before I picked up any basics, which I imagine is also pretty common as well. Because the cool part about it is it taps into your inner child. Like when you're a kid, you just watch videos of superheroes and you pretend you're one in your driveway. So you see somebody doing these advanced techniques with Mace and you're like, all right, I'm going to give that a shot. Um, and what's interesting related to what you were saying about um, you were squatting and you didn't host a podcast about squatting within a few months of doing it. I was in Richmond, Virginia on a business trip this February and uh, met Mark England uh, for the first time. He is a uh, course creator of Enlifted. Um, and uh, so I said, hey, man, you want to have breakfast? I, it seems like somebody I really want to connect to. And we were talking about the steel mace and he said, yeah, no one – says let's go to the park and do the peck deck together that's right right. (laughs) Uh, the community aspect is huge and conversations like this um that have stemmed from it yeah it's it's been an incredible two years um three years almost uh depending on when i you you go back to when i actually purchased it uh versus started using it it was just kind of hanging out uh next to the kettlebells like something i would try to do the 360s after I played with the kettlebells and, you know, told myself that's really all the only utility this thing has. So, yeah. Yeah. That's uh, another thing too. It's like, you're like, you don't see how deep it goes. So you, yeah, you you keep writing it off, right? Initially. Yeah. Yeah. That's enough. That's all you're going to do. But then it seems like every time you go a little deeper, you go, Oh wait, no, there's more here. And then, like you said, you start seeing the videos of people. You're like, well, there's a lot more. And then all of a sudden there's that turning point. It happens quick. And you go, no, this is like endless. It really is endless, which is another great thing about interviewing individuals such as yourself is where it becomes endless is it, you bring your own individuality into it and, it, and your own flair. And you could see it. And when you see enough video and you see enough people do it, you could pick up on movements right away that are, they're very subtle. They're subtle. And that's where the beauty of it all comes in yeah. is the subtlety. You're not looking for a big variance or anything like that. It's like right. anything else. It, it's, all, it's like every painter looks like they're all doing the same thing until you notice the brush stroke is just a little different, a little different how they proceed. So that's where it, yeah. it becomes enticing because you realize, hey, I bring me into the table here, uh, onto the table. Like, I, it's my individuality that makes it my own unique thing. I, I couldn't agree more. And what's so great, I mean, this is for anyone listening who, who doesn't engage in steel mace or, or use steel mace, great. But what's this thing for you? Because this has tapped into a creative side of so many people's brains. It's been so healthy and the community. And I just think, man, I was really missing out on this beforehand. Like you go to the gym, you see regulars, you think, okay, I've got community. Uh, but there's just a whole nother side to uh, exploring movement, exploring creativity, and uh, sharing the journey with, with others that, that are doing it as well. I wonder how many outlets there are for that um, for people or, or how many ways you can create that outlet. Um, 
it's just been so healthy for the for the brain and such a refreshing angle on on life uh, because of the storytelling side of mace like oh i can get strong from this 10 pound stick i can get flexible from it so what other things can you get smarter from what other things can you get stronger from it it, it really opens up the mind yeah Definitely. And, you know, you, you do something too. Uh, a basic, there's a basic fundamental of fitness that yeah. I think a lot of people in the gyms all around the world often don't do, ignore, forget, don't care about. But it's learning to master movement to, yeah. you know, a T. When you, when you see somebody, barbell bench pressing and their elbows are flared out and they're just going all balls out and it's all on their shoulders and you say hey man you know if you actually try to bend the bar bend it and try to break yeah. it you're gonna have to lower the weight though you're gonna have to lower the weight but if you do that it'll actually work better get out of here man i'm lifted 300 that's it you know it's 300 it doesn't matter right so we 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 quickly learn that and that's the that's that was another hook for me when i went back uh to regular weightlifting it was always bend it break it twist it you know those are the, those are fundamentals but they were never drilled in me as much as through the steel mace flow practice because yes. if you're using 10 pounds how are you going to make it into a workout if you're not doing that you know i mean you have to put your all into to really owning that 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 base and utilizing the muscles correctly absolutely um the respect that you build for your body through that process i i found that by discovering the steel mace you also become a more respectful person because you're a white belt at something and most people by the time they hit 30 35 40 haven't really tried anything new in a decade so you lose sight of how to communicate with people because you don't realize that they might be new at something too. So to have something so little uh, kick your ass so hard on a regular basis, you say, oh yeah, I'm, I'm better for this. Yeah. Um, because now I, I, I understand what it's like to be totally clueless. And I started to pick up more habits that I knew nothing about, more, more things I knew nothing about because of how fun that feeling was. Yeah, that's a good point, man. I, that, that's yeah. I I agree with you there. And and yeah, the the just to go back to the physical aspect of it, anti rotation um, for for those you know uh, uninitiated in the mace is, is it's your grip on on the mace, pulling it apart or, or crushing it, and aiming to create straight lines and strong angles. This is the practice of martial artists in a, in a sense yes. that is what that is yes um it, it, bench pressing is no different than punching if your forearms outside your your fist you're going to break your wrist and so having that strong angle where everything is stacked and you have 45 degree angles in your joints and everything yeah it brings a great awareness um you know to your to your body and and you talk about the style that's also very similar to martial arts so Really, uh, it really drew me in uh, totally, as it has many people in the last two years. Do you have any martial arts background or any uh, type of uh, combat training or anything like that? Jiu-jitsu? Yeah. Okinawan, um, Gojuru, and uh, Aiki Jiu-jitsu, Japanese-style um, Jiu-jitsu, which I studied for uh, three years at a dojo in Rutherford, New Jersey, um, from 2009 to 11, time frame so um yeah th there was a a martial arts background for for sure there um which really helped me understand the closed chain loop of energy and the open chain loop of energy that the mace um is your 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 punching and kicking is your open chain loop and then your your grappling and your grabbing is the closed chain uh loop so things made sense to me uh pretty quickly with the mace in that sense can you uh open up on that a little bit as far as the closed chain and the open yeah. chain and and how you connect your to your feet and your feet to the ground can you elaborate on that a little bit yeah so when you look at 
MMA is considered the, the fully evolved form of martial arts, right? You, you take the beauty of a Brazilian jiu-jitsu and a Muay Thai and you, you, you get a guy who's pretty damn good at both and he's got the right mentality and you could be this you know, incredible fighter. And so with the steel mace, when you've got one hand on it or it's swinging you know, out in the open, that's your open chain loop of energy. So that's your Muay Thai, your punching. Then when you, you've got both hands on it, um, at once, that's your, your grappling, uh, learning to position your hands in the right place to manipulate uh, circles of force. Um, that, that's where the, that marriage comes in. So it's really the implement of the 21st century warrior, of, of the MMA fighter. Uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot of, of philosophy behind it in that sense. I'm getting little goosebumps right now because – that was always my take on flow was martial yeah. arts. And when I was a kid, I was a huge Bruce Lee fan. And, you know, I like wrestling too, WWF back then. It was WWF. And, uh, you know, but I, I never really had a formal training in it. Um, it yeah. just never happened for me. And I always, whenever I get opportunity to talk to anybody that has trained in martial arts, I, I love picking their brain. What you just said now is so frigging cool. The open chain, you know, and then the closed chain for, yeah. and the closed chain is interesting. What, as far as all the mace movements that you know of, and it appears you know them all. Um, I hear, you know, the, the foundations, you know them well. I, your videos are great. Um, what would you say is like the ultimate closed chain steel mace move for based me upon martial arts and what this conversation is entailing the a-frame escalator uh which is when you you have uh your hands at at the globe and at the tail overhand on both sides and it's it's down against your legs above your knees uh mid thigh and you just raise you just raise it up straight uh straight in front of you till you you hit a, an overhead position um, and if you're able to maintain the same tension application through that entire exercise uh, and, and come down as well uh, with your arms at the same angle and your whole core tight, that is the ultimate close chain loop of energy um, for me. Wow. Yeah. And are you, um, what are you doing? Are you pushing or pulling or are you, go, are you, flipping it back and forth depending on which direction you know what i mean yeah, are you squeezing the bar like crushing it or are you ripping it apart yeah my intention will change throughout depending on you know what what level i'm at and if my my muscles are getting gassed um so if you're if you're pulling apart you're engaging your whole posterior chain and if you're you're crushing it you're engaging your anterior so depending on how tired i am i'll change my intent from pulling to pushing Generally, on the way up, I, I like to uh, like to pull it apart and then crush it on the way down. Um, that's just all personal preference. That's what's great about the mace is the the work is very hidden, um, which is another uh, great thing about you know martial arts too. Um, usually, when I say the work is hidden, if you look at most great bouts or, or you know wow, this guy really came in with a, with a plan and, and he, uh, like Justin Gaethje, you know, two weeks ago against Tony Ferguson, it was basically a jab cross hook. I mean, that could have been any boot camp class that you've seen. Those three moves put a world champ on his back. It was basically, I dodged your hook and, and it's jab cross hook for me and that's it. So you don't really need a whole lot. He's standing there in the gym doing that. You could watch him train all day. Like, is this guy, he's an MMA fighter. Is he going to do anything besides these three punches? Maybe he doesn't have to. That is, that is insane. Like, if you think about yeah. it, like, no tricks, right? Right, no, no tricks. You're not, you're not going to like, hey, I got to come up with something really out of, over the top to, to get. No, I, jab, cross, hook, the, the, the stuff that you pretty much start with, your fundamentals, it's your basics, right? Yep, it's your basic. It's and always the basics. It really is. And, uh, yeah, I remember there were days, um, dojo in, in Rutherford, uh, where Saturdays we'd come in and occasionally they would bring in a sensei from another, uh, another dojo. We would do 10,000 roundhouse kicks with a, a wooden bench in front of the bag. 
So if you didn't get your, your knee up high enough to swing your foot around, you were going to catch your foot on that wooden bench. Wow. Uh, that you used to do that. Yeah. I love that. That reminds me of the Kung Fu movies when the, did you ever watch these Kung Fu movies? It would always be almost the same story. Like a, like a, a, a common street urchin with no future gets, you know, is being trained by this old gnarly looking guy with the hair, right? The long white hair. And he's like so mean, like, like, and he makes them train like doing stuff like that. Like, you like just kicking over a wooden bench and you're so tired and you want to quit and finally your knee catches it and it like it's gushing blood and you're like oh and he's like get up do more <laughs> that's that's what that reminds me of yeah it, it, you wouldn't bleed if you caught it but uh it didn't tickle <laughs> i'm i'm making it more like a movie in my head yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i see kyle just like you know going at it and going hardcore but that is yeah. That is very cool training because it's like the steel mace, you know, um, it's a chunk of metal. It, it is moving around your body and it's moving through space. You have to be aware of where it's at. You have to be conscientious practitioner. You can't just forget about where this thing is going because you could kill somebody or put it through a window or yeah. you might smash yourself in the head or you might smash your shin. Um, so what does that force you to do? Doesn't that force your your awareness level up a notch or two? Doesn't that actually just make your training better? Absolutely. It it brings the respect into the game. Like you were talking about these these old senseis, these old teachers. The first thing they want to do with the pupil is is to build respect for the process. And with the mace, if you don't respect the process, you will need a dentist. Uh or and you or you will hit your shin and it will hurt uh tail end or globe end the more dangerous end is whichever end hits you Um, (laughs) and it's gonna you're gonna have a bruise there it's pretty bad and you will respect it pretty quick yeah so that respect is certainly there amongst all the uh people i know that are uh that are involved in the uh the community and and in flow yeah, I think that's a major factor. I mean, I still hit the weights and, you know, I catch myself sometimes. I'm kind of like not paying attention to what I'm doing. I'm just doing like, uh, I don't know, I'm doing skull crushers or bi- uh, bicep curls. Yeah. And I'm like thinking about something and I'm like, oh, when I get done with the set, I'm going to go over and check my phone because I'm waiting for that message. You're not supposed to have those kind of thoughts when you're training. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, it's, yeah, uh, if true. you're doing heavy lifting, you're, you're going to be like, you know, if you're like, you're going for your, your PR on a deadlift, maybe that's a different story, but all that low level training, you're not, you know, you're not, you're, you're supposed to focus. We know that. And, um, it's just funny how a 10 pound mace really forces that to happen like this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember the first time I went to a mace workshop, you know, uh, Leo, was the host and he said you know a lot of people will message him and say leo i bought a mace i I got the 25 pound what should i do with it and he goes throw it in the garbage (laughs) and get a 10 (laughs) right you're not gonna do it what we're doing with a 25 and and you you're in the gym so the numbers don't really make sense you're like a 25 is i could do anything with a 25 so why not get a 25 do anything yeah it's a little different yeah, I've had that happen. People, hey, man, what, what size may should I get? Get a 10. And then like two weeks later, three weeks later, hey, man, look, uh, I ordered a 20. I thought a 10 would be too light. Like, okay, um, your swing is not good. You need, uh, you need yeah. to practice. Like, okay, you could probably learn with that, but you better go get a coach. You better get somebody to show you what you're doing. And you're not going to be doing like the other stuff. Like you're just going to be doing, yeah, I mean, you could work out with it, but. You know, at the and the the other thing too is, um, if you're looking to like build muscle, you know, get jacked, a 25 pound mace really is not heavy enough for that. Like, because what are you going to do with it? Are you going to do lunges with it? I could do lunges with heavier dumbbells in both hands. You can too. Everybody can. So it's like the the awareness of what it is you're trying to do. It's it's uh if you're if you want flow 
it's there's certain movements that are critical it's that foundational movement building the right angles like you said and and moving well first you could push the weight a little bit but mm, you gotta you gotta start with something that's sensible yes um and this is a this is a for anyone that that's been in fitness for a long time it's an unlearning of the angles and the numbers and and all that and that was fun for me that was really that was really fun um yeah and and i noticed the strength really it stays with you when you go back to test um you know what's really interesting too is people will you know sometimes approach and say okay i understand the mace thing dude but how do you work your legs and i'm like I'm still trying to figure out how to work my arms with this. My legs are gassed. Yeah, right. And you're holding a lunge position the whole time or repeating lunges. I'm like, well, you, as soon as I figure that out, I'll let you know. Because I'm still trying to figure out how to work my upper body. The legs are toast. Right, yeah, just doing From, your, your regular movements. And being that you have Okinawan-style um, training, that's a lot of um, holding a – Horse stance, if you will, yes. right? Horse stance, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, have people just go down to a, a half squat and hold it for one minute. Most of them can't even do it. Even people who train regularly on a leg press can't do it. Not that they're, oh, it hurts, it burns, and they get right back up. And, you know, so, I mean, you have the background with the martial arts, carries over to the steel mace, and still you, you notice your legs are getting fried just from, yeah. yeah. And you know what? I fell into a trap. I thought I could do that stuff every day, go hard every day, you know, hard with the flow. And I could never figure out why I felt tired all the time. Well, maybe because I'm using my legs like a crazy person all the time and I'm not taking any rest days. Like you do build up a point where you start to fry out if you don't, um, you know, recover properly absolutely man and anyone who's gotten really into it i think understands intimately that uh that month that you hit where you're like okay you know 20 days i i flowed this month and you're like yeah i'm utterly exhausted yep um grip and your elbows especially your leg muscles you're you're shot um and the posterior chain doesn't get as much love as the anterior. Like you're lunging a lot. Right. So your hamstrings, they, they start to lag a little bit. And there's definitely some, some important body care and, and pitfalls that, that come into using this tool. You really have to take care of yourself. That's a really good point. Another thing is the biceps too. They need a little extra love because, yeah, you might, you might hit the triceps a lot with your swings, but biceps don't really – even if you're doing uh, switch curls a lot, the weight's not heavy enough to really stimulate the bicep. But that's a, that's a really good point. What do you like to do for your hamstrings to really give them a good whack? Um, I've been doing a, a ton of mobility and, and layering in breath work every morning. And I, I feel great from that. Something I, I leaned into totally when we started this quarantine, you know, back in March, I said, all right, well, I'm going to have an open window to be home every day. I, my first thought was sustainability. You know, what can I do every day that's good for me, that really unwinds me? And so I started doing a lot of mobility, uh, which is great for hips and, and hamstrings. I've always struggled with hamstrings. Um, I find that if you, if, you take the, if you take a mace, I like to do a, a heavier one here and, and hold – uh, hold tension in it and effectively do what is the equivalent motion of a kettlebell swing for the body. So you just hold that mace, you know, flush to your, your gut or your hip area and, and you do the uh, same motion as a kettlebell swing, you, you can engage uh, your hamstrings that way. So that, that's, that's a fun one I like to do. It's, it's not uh, glamorous for, you know, for videos or for the camera, but it, it, that's one I do a lot. Yeah, that's that's nice. So, are you holding the mace to your side, or are you holding it in front of you? I use the underhand grip on the globe side, overhand on the tail side, and, and pull it apart, and effectively lean back, and then snap forwards. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Do you do, do you have any video on Instagram with that? I'll put one up. 
Put one up because yeah. I mean I get what you're I get what you're saying, but I need I need pictures, I need videos. <laughs> Got it. But no, and I'm sure everybody else would like to see that too because you're familiar with the one I'm talking about, right? Where you hold the mace yes. like right midway on the on the handle, and you sort of do a swing with it, and it and it, you know it looks like a kettlebell swing from the side yes. of your body though, but that's that's over on one side though. So this is interesting. And with that, there's much less intent with that because it's very easy to swing the weight and your, your core is not as engaged because both hands aren't on it. When you got both hands on it, then you've got that circle of engagement going through your torso. Ah, uh, man, dude, this is gold. What you're th <laughs> this is great information right here. I, you know, I hope everybody's really appreciating this because I, I always steer people to the show to get you know, tips from the people that are working. This is great stuff. Talking about putting both hands and, and completing that closed chain. Good stuff. Thank you very much for that. That's, that's, um, you know, and I know you're a coach and, uh, are you, are you coaching online right now at all? Or are you waiting for the COVID thing to? No, I, I coach online. I do not coach. I don't have any clients mm -hmm. for the steel mace. Uh, my, my clients are, so my, coaching brand and my coaching company is called the human bamboo project. I like that. Name. And yeah, thank you. Um, what, what really stood out to me was that there wasn't, there was a lack or an opportunity, I should say for more sustainability in fitness, mm -hmm. um, CrossFit, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger for, for anyone who's, who's, who fell in love with fitness at a young age between the years of 1980 and now, Arnold had some sort of influence on you. And his nickname was the Austrian Oak. Like he was thick, like an oak tree. Yeah. And that was his nickname. So I thought, well, Arnold's an oak tree. And what are the different um, fitness trends over the 21st century? What are they looking to build? And I thought about CrossFit athletes a lot as like a redwood tree, you know, thick, really powerful tree, but, in those conditions in California, when there's rain, when there's wind and there's fire, they, they bend and, and break mm -hmm. and they, 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 they fall down. And you're seeing a lot of CrossFit athletes get injured. So I said, what, what's next? What is next? And it's sustainability and durability. Bamboo can handle immense amounts of stress. You can use it to build a house. You can make bowls out of it, tables. It can be, it's malleable. So I said, this is to, to help people get more malleable and better able to, to deal with stress. Is the number one thing that's holding people back from hitting their fitness goals is excess stress. You're too stressed from work, too stressed from, you know, whatever's challenging you in, in the household, whatever that may be. You, you've got all this excess stress and there's tons of things out there in the world that are designed to stress you out. The news is designed to stress you out. Your Facebook feeds designed to stress you out. And you're, you're putting that right in your eyes every single day in a good dose. And that's what's holding people back. So the unique mechanism for me of, of my coaching is vision casting and storytelling and, and words. So work out however you enjoy working out. But you, you get into a coaching package with me and you enroll in this project. We're going to get on calls. I'm going to open up a Google Doc, and we're going to start typing out how you talk about yourself. We're going to start typing out uh, your, your goals, and what comes up for most people right away is there's a lot of maybes in there. There's a lot of probabilities in there when they say, well, maybe I'd, I'd like to you know, lose 10 pounds over the course of the summer. If I text somebody, hey, can you pick me up from the airport today, and they say probably, I'm finding somebody else. <laughs> So probably right. is not a good word. Right. Negation, negation acknowledges. It's not a great word. Um, so that's the, the mechanism for me to help people see the stories that I started to see for myself by using mace. You don't need to use a mace to start to see these incredible alternate possibilities for yourself and for your fitness, mental and physical. So that's me. That's what I do. I've got a, a couple clients, you know, in, in the program now. I, I work full time uh, in a sales job, so really, I'm only looking to take on a couple more people um, as a, a beta group over the course of the summer and really see how this goes. And um, 
yeah, build it out from there. But this is this is my uh, this is my passion, something I, I love to do. So uh, the mace was really what put me on that journey, and here we are. That is fantastic. I, I mean, a lot of the people who have picked up a mace share that same thing with you and that's you know it put them on a new journey and and you you could tell by the way you're talking about it that you really do live and breathe this stuff and this is a very important thing for somebody who's looking for a coach is to hear the passion in their voice first that's why that that meeting that you know that pre-interview or interview whatever you want to call it has to happen Absolutely. Uh, yeah, and and when people could hear that in your voice, um, they know. Okay, this guy really wants to do well with this stuff because he believes in it, and it's this is part of him. And um, I have a question for you about this now. When people use that wishwashy language, well, maybe yeah. I want to be, you know, this, or maybe I want to get to this point. Why are they doing that? Wow, that's a phenomenal question. Um, they're afraid subconsciously of what they are capable of if they pull it out. That's my honest answer is I, I, I work in sales and, and you know, I started to say, well, you know, I'm, I'm so good at it. You know, I'm great. I, I, I have made a great career out of it and there's no way that these online trainers who have these clients and you know, who spend money with them are better salespeople than me. And then I thought, well, maybe they actually are. Maybe if I try this, the limiting story that I have about how good I am at sales will, will go away. And I was afraid to let that go, that maybe there was a whole nother avenue of sales I never even explore. And I was afraid to go there. That was the thing that held me back from, from launching an online coaching business for a while was I was afraid it would show me that I was either not as good at sales as I thought I was, or I was so good at it that I would build a career off of it. And the, the latter piece was the really scary one that, yeah. that, Oh my God, I, I could just create this whole new thing that didn't even exist before and make a, and make a, a living out of it. That's something that is scary for people. Um, so to commit committing is, is scary. When you have commitment language, and you have solutions language, that's when you're, you're firm on something. That's when you believe it. That's when you're, you're going to do it. And uh, people tend to avoid. They avoid things. Yeah. Wow. That, that's a good answer. And I, I kind of feel like in, in hearing you say that, it, it just got me thinking a little bit. I feel like people might find out that they're good. They're so good at it that they have to do it. Like, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. And then it's like what you said, it's the commitment because then they're thinking, well, then I'll be committed to it. If I give up on it, I'm going to hate myself for giving up on it. But if I stay committed to it, it may change my life and make right. me somebody else. And both options are really scary. Yeah. Most people would tell you, oh, I, I don't care if I fail. I don't care, you know, what other people think of me. Okay, let's go with that for a second. You're way more scared of the other one. Chances are you're lying about the first one. You probably do care about failing and what other people think of you. But it's that second one that's like your entire paradigm could completely change. That's the scary thing about using consistent affirmation uh, and solution language. That's why people don't. Uh, negation acknowledge do it yeah that's that's um, amazing to really delve into the way our minds work yeah Uh, and when we get this clarity you know i i just like i i have i feel like i have a little bit more understanding of this stuff now from talking to you and and i go man it could be raw it could be raw you so you really have to prepare yourself as a person, when you start doing this, they come to they they come to you and they say, "Hey, Kyle, you know, I want to work with you." Somewhere in the back of their mind, they have to be prepared to be out in the in the the raw wild for a long time. They they have to become comfortable with that idea. 
Yes, um, and I'm glad you brought that up because these beliefs weren't formed yesterday. So if you're, you get into coaching, you know, we're going to get into where did you learn that you're not good enough? Really, where did you learn that you're not good enough? It, it's not, you're not not good enough because you don't have as much experience as that person. You didn't go to school for that, didn't study it long enough, didn't practice it. You believed you weren't good enough since you were eight years old. That's scary. <laughs> yeah, right. So what's happening to people at seven, eight years old? Well, when you're, when you're born, you are trying to make sense of the sounds that the people around you are making and your parents, and you're assigning meaning to these words. And you're just out there when you're in your developmental stage, you're putting two and two together by yourself. Your, your infant you is the smartest and most absorbent you that, that there is. And then you, you hit an age where you can start giving feedback on these words and having these conversations now. And you formed all these, these stories and you're, you're looking for confirmation that they're right or you're looking for, for that they're wrong. So maybe it came from an at-bat in a Little League game. It could come from anywhere. Okay. You know, maybe the Little League coach didn't put you in. And, and you thought, I'm just not as good. It didn't have to be anything real serious. It, it, right. But when you're six and the Little League coach didn't put you in, it's a big that deal. hurts. Yeah. That hurts big time. Like that's your whole world when you're six is, am I going in the game? You know, so this is not to, to, to dramatize one person's circumstances versus another. Let's say like when we're all six, we got a universe. And in that universe, if you're made to feel small, you start, you start to, to look for the, the feedback for the rest of your life that you're small. And unraveling that, yeah, that, that uh, you want to do it quickly. Uh, pepper burns twice, going in and out. <laughs> yes, that's a good one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You got to go back and unravel all of that. Yep. But this is, this is why it's really good to go to somebody who can explain this stuff because when you start unlocking these these un, when you want to unravel everything unlock these these chains or whatever that are keeping it together you become caught up in it yes it, you start to feel that pepper burning and you're like oh man the pepper's burning the pepper's burning so now you're focusing on the pepper burning right it's where you need that individual whoever it is to be there to keep you in on the on the path on the focused path and keep your perspective that yes the pepper's burning but look what you're achieving in the process because we always got to focus on the pepper burning and we fail to see that we're making progress and reaching new heights for ourselves this is why it's good for people to get some type of coaching i always yes. point out that um that jobs had a coach you know the guy who ran apple had a, a coach i think he had actually several coaches yes and and you know he had world-class coaches you know people that were unbelievable but um it doesn't matter a coach is a yeah. person there that's got your goals in mind and they're not cluttered with the pepper burning they're just looking at you going okay your pepper's right. burning let's focus on the thing over here it's uh coaching is speed you want to get to, you're at a and you want to get to b coaching is getting to b faster yes and all of the best coaches have coaches because they believe in the process right so i i've watched my own coaching calls that people have that you know my mentors and coaches have done with me and thought oh i see that thing about me now like I, I, wa I literally watched a recording of the call and I'm like, oh, I, yeah, I do come in overly emotional in that situation. I did say that. And uh, you, uh, you assess yourself, as you're saying, in a dispassionate setting. You just see it for what it is. And that's called empathy. That's what empathy is, is when you see yourself as other people see you and you see other people how they see themselves. That's the, the way that empathy shows up in the world. So um, coaching improves those skills and there's nothing in the world that can't benefit from more skill in that area uh yeah yeah that area definitely
you know, nothing in the world that couldn't benefit from that. So any, for anyone asking, oh, what do I need a coach for? Empathy, perspective, recognition of um, your identity, evolving your identity, all that stuff. That's, that's part of the deal. Yeah, that's fantastic. And now people can reach you and yes. go over this stuff. And meanwhile, you also can help them lose the stubborn last 10 pounds. Which, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which, man. Uh, I'm not making a joke here. That is a pain in the ass, man, losing those yeah. extra 10 pounds. That's where things get hungry. I, I, I know that's a whole other concept to delve into, but if uh, people want to, you know, lose those extra 10 pounds in the process of working with you. That's, that's yep. like, <laughs> that's like the best thing ever. Why, why not change your mind a little bit and also, you know, maybe get the abs popping a little bit. Absolutely, man. And, and the reason that I'm, I'm so confident I can help people do it is they never saw themselves as that person that could do that before the mech, the mech, my mechanism for flipping that switch You've already got all the workouts, man. You bought P90X before. You have access to YouTube. You can order some kettlebells. That's all built in. Yeah. It is what you want it to be. It's those mental mechanisms uh, and story work and, and taking care of your body. So my program is, is breath work daily, and it's mobility and story work daily. So you're taking care of your body, which creates consistency. Uh, you're leaning into new possibilities and, and noticing different things about yourselves when you create that space for yourself by doing daily breath work and doing daily mobility. So those, those are the, the, the features of my program, so to speak, plus a one-hour coaching call uh, every week um, to dive into where you're at. That sounds really awesome. And how do people get in touch with you? What's all your um, social media info? Yeah, you can reach me at uh, Real K Langan on Instagram. Uh, I also have a business page, uh, Human Bamboo Project, um, but my my primary account's just uh, Real K Langan, uh, or my by phone, uh, my number I'll be be happy to share is five five one two six five five two zero two, Jersey number. Always kept it, never changed it, even though I'm yeah. living in the Carolinas. What's the area so, code? Uh, that's my personal. Contact information, 551 North Jersey. It's by, it's the, it's 201, 201. Okay, 201. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, that's a, there's 908, uh, 973, yeah, yeah, and 201. 973. Yeah. Yeah. I got 908, man. I'm a 908 guy. I grew up 201. And then they switched it to 973, and that really freaked uh, everybody out. That's before cell phones. That really – Oh, yeah. Oh, the whole neighborhood was oh, like, yeah. we're 973. I can't get used to this. <laughs> it's, hey, man, hang in there. You'll, you'll get through it. <laughs> yeah. And we got another 